You're listening to Driving Law, a podcast by Kyla Lee about all things related to the rules of the road. Welcome to another episode of Driving Law. I am Kyla Lee at Acumen Law, and today I'm very excited to be joined by my friend um, and the CEO powerhouse behind the Universal Women's Network, Monica Kretschmer. Um, Monica and I met, what was it, three, three years ago, two years ago? It seems like a much longer, but it was in three years ago, 2019. Yes, at uh, the Universal Women's Network Woman of Inspiration Awards, where she very kindly gave me an award and won one herself that night. Um, I think you should get an award every day, honestly. I love it. And that was actually my son. He says, Mom, you give awards out to absolutely everyone. Where is your award? So literally, it's because of my son that I actually, when we order the awards, is I have to order an award just for myself because he was very upset at me. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> um, so yeah, we met two, two years ago and uh, I've been working as one of your national ambassadors since then. And I invited you on the podcast because you are like a, like I said, a one woman powerhouse. And you're organizing this massive undertaking that's been going on um, for the last little while leading up to a road show. Um, and it's not law related, but it's driving related and it affects women and it does affect regulation in an industry. So I thought I would talk to you about the uh, Universal Women's Network uh, Women of Inspiration Roadshow. Well, thank you. This is really exciting. And I've been, you know, fangirling you the whole time, seeing you just, you know, again, um, you are a powerhouse yourself and, you know, completely respect everything that you do. You have a huge following of people that just adore you. You bring a lot of um, interesting topics. I'm back. Hi. What Hi. I am not sure where I went. I was trying to move the dialogue box and it just kicked me out, but I'm back. I'm ready to roll. Um, You know, it's like, how do you feel that, you know, feel the space of the uncomfortable pause? You know, I hope you did a little commercial um, while I was away. (laughs) We'll just edit it out. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay. You you said interesting topic and then you were gone. So that. Well, I'm just going to say that I'm honored to be a part um, of your podcast because you always have such interesting topics relating to, you know, law cases that have gone to, um, that should have gone to Supreme Court, but didn't, which is super interesting. And, you know, I just am fangirling all your work all the time. So really excited to have you as one of our 100 Women of Inspiration book contributors. Of course, that really was born out of the pandemic. And so I we can chat about that and I'd be happy to tell everybody about the 2021 Roadshow and really the significance of, you know, um, the stage that we're in right now where I truly believe that women are driving change for the next decade. Okay, well, let's start with the book. Um, tell me about, because I think the book came first and the Roadshow came second, if I remember the chronology. 
Working. You know, it was kind of like hand in hand, to be honest like with a, you. So I, I announced the, the roadshow a little bit later, um, but the concept was, you know, first let's do this rock star book where, you know, I think that we, I still wake up every day. I don't know about you, Kyla, but I wake up every day going, did we just go through that? <laughs> like, I just, it, it seems like, you know, these past 15, 16 months have almost been like, it's like a time warp where it seems like a month ago right? Like everything is then fast forward. Um, but it really has been that long and going through that experience. I mean, it changed everybody's lives and certainly women were affected the most, as you know. Um, and I wanted to create something where we had a, an ability to mark this place in our time, this historical time where women were making such progress. Then we you know, we're deeply affected by the pandemic, but you know, I'm kind of one of those glass half full girls like you are. And so now I'm like, this is our time for women to drive change. What are we going to do about it? So the book to me, embracing the leadership voices of diverse um, women from diverse industries was the way that I thought we could really drive that change. That's awesome. And I like women driving change because I like the pun there. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you had the book and the roadshow kind of like chicken and egg, same, same type uh, of idea, but the roadshow isn't just stopping in every city and doing like a big event. There's like, it's actually kind of, to some extent been going on throughout the last several months, you know, screw the pandemic something's been happening. So tell the listeners what uh, has been going on and what they need to keep their eyes peeled for. Awesome. So, you know, one way was, okay, let's create this book, but then how are we going to get the word out for the book? And so I am a big fan of the road. I love road trips. I love being on the highway. I just, you leave the city and you feel like, you know, completely released. It's, it's a great, I love road trips just, um, but I also, you know, on many, many road trips, I've always been on the highways looking at these great big semi-trucks, right? And I know the stats for, um, you know, the transportation industry, underserved industry like mining and manufacturing, you know, all of these um, industries are that are really underrepresented by women. Um, trucking is actually, uh, transportation specifically trucking is one of the areas, I think 3.5% of women are truck drivers. I think the numbers are a little bit higher for all of the departments within the trucking industry. I think it's, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like 13, 17%. It's still like really, really low. Um, but I thought how unique would this be is to partner with the transportation industry where women are driving the change, but having that message, you know, born from, you know, the industry that is severely underrepresented by women, you know, so how many great messages can we have through that, where that is the driving force and representing the voice for not only the, the industries in trucking, but all industries that are underrepresented by women and really all um, bringing awareness to how everybody can play a role to champion and support all women. So what, what do you think, is part of the cause of why women are so underrepresented in the transportation industry and more specifically as truck drivers? You know, that's a really interesting question. I, you know, I, it's a new, it's a new world for me. Um, I have 
it's a constant learning. I'm really excited. And I swear that if I had more time, I would take my trucking license <laughs> so I could actually drive on the roadshow, not just be in a jump seat, because I think it's fascinating. But I think probably the biggest thing is about the awareness, right? The awareness about the benefits of this. And I know that in one of our calls for our national ambassadors, or it might have even been one of our success calls, we actually talked about as a group you know, so what do you think are the benefits um, for women in trucking? And I have to say, there was maybe one person in the room that had some experience uh, about the industry. Everybody else was just um, chiming in on their own sort of um, their knowledge and their background or what they perceived as a benefit. And it was really interesting because, you know, uh, it's an industry where you can literally restart a career and whether you want to be an independent truck driver or have these big, big goals of maybe opening up your own business, right? Um, mm -hmm. There's that progression there and it's flexible. Um, if you have a partner that's also a driver and you love to travel, what a great opportunity. But it also is a job that pays well, right? Um, there's lots of jobs that require a lot more um, education, um, you know, a longer time especially people, I mean, I look at the, the transition, you know, there's lots of people that have been displaced or in transition, especially during COVID. And so the trucking industry is one huge industry that, I mean, we all know that planes weren't flying as much as they were in COVID. Well, how else do you get the packages and the goods to everybody that needs them? You know, so it's the trucking industry. So a really, really hot industry and lots of opportunities there. So I think one is really about education. And getting out of the, uh, how would you say, the stereotypes of what that typical lifestyle looks like. And knowing that there's drivers, but there's also the people in the offices and all the other departments and the logistics and the operations and the marketing. Like every single company of these underrepresented industries have the same departments as any other organization, Right. So uh, I just it's fascinating to learn. And I just really am super excited to be partnering with, um, you know, Turbo Graphics, who wraps the trucks and 3M, who, you know, uh, you know, there's such big uh, advocates for diversity, and inclusion and equity. And then our Penner International, who jumped up and said, you know what, we'll we want to be a part of this um, highlight motor group. Um, you know, they've actually opened up the doors, you know, for North America for us because those trucks have been on the roadways across North America and also Maritime Ontario. So super excited to learn, keep growing. And I think that's what the beauty will be, Kyla, about the roadshow is that more than anything, it's not just about talking about something. It's actually taking action. And I think that's where we miss the ball so much, where people get caught up in the talk about it, but nobody takes action. So I really want that message where women are driving change and we are the ones taking action. So how many trucks are out there right now? So International Women's Day, March 8th, um, we launched three trucks on the roadways uh, across North America and they've just been operating three fully wrapped trucks. They are. So when you see these trucks on the roadways honk, you know, <laughs> give them a wave and, you know, like these companies are real champions for women. Um, but they travel and they have been traveling over the past several months as usual. So their drivers, they're, they're full, they're delivering their goods. 
um, across North America and operating as normal. And that will continue up until the official kickoff at the roadshow um, in September. So, you know, super excited. We have two months left before the kickoff, and that is a national tour um, departing out of Vancouver and going all the way to Halifax. Now, I, I actually was curious about that because I don't think I ever asked you, I was like, are these trucks just driving around with nothing in them? But <laughs> They're doing their regular deliveries, so there's no negative climate impact. No, they are all doing their regular, and they are busy. Like, uh, I mean, there's, you know, certain regulations are heavily regulated. Um, you know, a lot of, there's strict compliance and safety regulations, um, you know, downtime for drivers and, you know, only so many hours that can actually operate and drive. So it's a heavily regulated industry um, for the health and safety of the drivers and um, for the roads, right? So um, yes, but normal routes, they are full, they are working. To me, that was like the health and safety component always seemed to me to be the thing that probably keeps women from wanting to be drivers, being like alone on the road in places you're not familiar with. We know that women are disproportionately more likely to be victims of random violence, um, sexual assault. Uh, uh, has How has your being involved in this project sort of taught you about that? You know, I, it's, it's to me from, and I'm still learning, to be honest with you, but there's such a, how would you say, when you're driving on the highway and you see the trucks, you know, you stop at the, like, I'm a big fan now. I will always go to a truck stop for gas <laughs> just so I can check out the trucks. Like literally I'm like, there's a couple gas stations and I will always go to the truck stop one because I just have this new appreciation for the drivers. But I think that that the building of whether it's their companies, it's almost like um, a family unit, right? And I think that there's a lot of looking out for each other because they're all in this together, right? Okay. So while there might be like any sort of industry where there's a few bad apples, I think on a whole, um, you know, I think that that's, you know, kind of that sisterhood. If we were looked, looking at it as a sisterhood, I think they're quite tight and it's doesn't really matter whose company is driving. I think they would all band together. And I know that the, a lot of the companies actually get together and they do convoys um, where they actually champion for a cause. And, you know, knock on wood, I'm like, hello, truck drivers would love to have the convoys like leading us into every city. What a beautiful message. But I, I really think that, you know, they all live in that environment and they all want to protect each other, right? So, um, I, I haven't, I don't have much more experience other than what I've witnessed. So when the roadshow starts across Canada, what can people expect to see at every stop? So that's the exciting part. Uh, so of course the launch um, will be out of Vancouver. So in your hometown, actually. So we're going to be rolling into Vancouver on September the 8th positioning. The kickoff for the roadshow is on the 9th. And, you know, we're going to have interviews inside the truck. So the actual 53-foot trailer will be retrofitted with interviews for us inside. The other half, of course, we're going to have equipment and stage and all a bunch of just stuff for the event itself. But the trailer itself will be the background, is actually the background for our stage. 
and and then we will have some speakers and some panels we'll have the book signing because we'll be releasing the book you know inviting our contributors to meet and greet with you know the locals i also really want to do talking circles you know i want to provide opportunities where we can engage the communities that we travel into right there's so many things that we need to talk about right now and i think that right you know through covid we were so isolated yes we had zoom and we had lots of conversations there but I just think right now we need to inspire hope, inspire action, and really value the contribution that every every voice makes. So, um, you know, all of those items will be kind of a template in each city. Of course, each city has its own different flavors. So, you know, um, love to see some live performances, um, you know, and what else? Uh, live performances, some high energy stuff. I mean, we want to make it fun. We want to make it engaging. And we definitely want to make it um, open for communities um, to just join in and participate. And uh, I heard something about potentially a book signing where we can get you to autograph our copy of the 100 Women of Inspiration book. Yes. And actually all of the contributors will be invited um, to the book signings. And that's a great part. I mean, we think about, uh, you know, there's a stat. It's 67% of women learn their leadership through other women. I honestly believe that's way too low. I say 97%. I I always, always, you know, appreciate learning from the wisdom of women that I'm surrounded with, like yourself. I mean, I just... There's every woman brings something to the table. So that's the cool part is these books have the leadership voices of women that have achieved success from all different walks of life. And I just am super excited to be able to, you know, bring all those voices together. And really, as we come out of this historical moment, inspire hope and where women are kind of leading the change. That's awesome. The, um, you mentioned about women learning their leadership from about 66% of 67% uh, 7% of other women. I also think that that's a lot higher. I think that we often don't think about how we learn from other women. Like I think when you're looking at those stats, you're thinking, oh, well, who was a formal mentor for me or who trained me for this role? How did I learn how to do this job from somebody who already had it or who was in a position above me or who was in a similar role? But I think we learn leadership from other women in all sorts of very little ways. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we watch how other women deal with situations and we go, you know what, that was a good way to handle that sexist jerk who made a nasty comment. And I'm going to remember that for my future. I think that that, you know, those are examples of women learning leadership from other women and they're not even realizing it. Correct. And like I said, I think that stat is like too low. I, I don't go a day without learning something from another woman and it might be something small, but we're still learning from each other. And I think the role of a leader is to share your knowledge. I, you know, that collaboration over competition is really important. Um, and I think that's what's so beautiful about the Universal Women's Network is that we really bring together women with a shared value system, you mm-hmm. know every woman has value and contributes to the conversation. That's where the magic is. But I, you know, I remember in 2014, when I first started, you know, I was happy to, you know, share about the network that I was building, tell everybody that it was, you know, where all women belonged. And they're like, you're crazy. You can't do that. Focus on one type of woman. And, you know, I, I'm glad that I didn't. I'm so glad that I didn't because it is about that diversity. It's 
about the perspective. It's about the knowledge sharing that really is, um, it's magic. And um, that's, that's what the network's all about. So if people want to help support the roadshow, what can they do? So this is really interesting. So I'm going to back up a little bit here to 2020. When that hit, um, of course, we have live events. You know, we are women-owned, women-led business, which is really important. Um, you know, our lines of revenue are like, you know, our programs, our memberships, our strategic partners, our sponsors. And all of our women of inspiration, all of our conferences got kind of halted and everybody pressed pause for sponsorship. And so, you know, how people can help support because is sponsor, become a member, become a community partner, learn about our programs for your organization. We have some great programs, even like support her, but we definitely do need um, the support of organizations um, to be visible champions and support hers, which I think is very important. And I know that because I've had calls with organizations and I'm like, why is it so hard to find out how you champion for women or what your diversity inclusion goals are? It shouldn't be that hard. And these are the companies that want to build the culture within their organization. And you can only do that by being visible in the community. And by being visible in the community, you not only, um, you know, make it easier for your entire employees to belong to something bigger that everybody can participate to, but you also are able to, um, you know, put your, your company out there is, yes, this is a value to us. And so sponsorship is key. And I would invite anybody to reach out to me. I'd be happy to have the conversation. We need all the help that we can get. This is a very big project. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a national, it's going to be a movement. All right. So where can they, where can they find you? How can they find you on social, Insta, wherever? We are all over uh, universalwomensnetwork.com. Uh, we have a contact us page. So if they'd like to send me a note um, and contact us and just say sponsor, I'd love to sponsor. And we really made it open and available for all organizations to get involved, right? Um, knowing that we're coming out of the pandemic. So there's levels for everyone to get involved. And I truly do believe that everyone does play a role to support her. We haven't really touched on that yet about the, our male allyships. Um, but I think that's a really important thing too, um, is that, you know, it's in our networks, in our communities, in our workplaces, everyone plays a role to champion for women. And so that's why this is such a big national public um, initiative. Well, let's talk about that just very briefly before I let you go run the world as you do. Um, the support her, I thought that was fascinating when I when I started looking into the Universal Women's Network and uh, the idea that you're not just celebrating women who are doing amazing things and and driving change. You're also celebrating the men who make the space for the women to do that. And I think that that's so important. A lot of these women's awards, and I've been you know, nominated for other women's awards and been involved with other women's awards. And there's always this, this sense that it's, it's just about us. It's just about the women. And men even feel excluded. And that leads to comments from men like, well, when are the men's awards? At 365 days a year, dude. <laughs> But, uh, you know, there, there's this, I think, inherent distrust of things that are um, 
supportive of women mm-hmm. and celebrating women because men feel like all of a sudden it's taking something away from them. And you had such mm-hmm. a, a brilliant way of, of addressing that and just shutting down the ability of men to say, well, where's the, where's the men's award? Because you have one and it's for men who make the space for women, who celebrate women, who champion women, who put women in leadership roles and who, who step out of the spotlight to do that. And I think that's great. Well, it was in it. It was thank you. And I appreciate that because again, you know, I look back onto some really key times when I made decisions that were, you know, going with a cross, like not really, I don't know. Let's just give you an example. 2018, it was the height of me too. That's when I said, this is the time to launch support her, which is to raise the, the elevate the men that are champions for women and their networks, workplaces and communities. You know, as a single mom of a 12 year old boy, he was 12 at the time, I'd run out the door, raw, raw women. And then I would, I would literally have this little thing in my stomach that said, where are your role models? Like outside of the hockey arena, where are those role models? And we know they exist because you have them in your world. I have them in my world. And let's talk about the stat of the 5% women who achieved those top leadership roles. They also had the help and support. How do you think they got there? They got there with male allies and supporters. So, you know, despite being told don't do it in a very strong, you know, from my advisors, like they caution me, are you sure you want to do that? You have a woman's network. Like, are you not worried about how this is going to affect you? I said, no, I do believe that this is now the time for us to welcome men to the conversation because if we look at those stats of the diversity inclusion, that's 50%, if not more, of the population. And just like women, men want to be valued. And if we want them to be a part of the solution, we have to value their contribution. And to be honest with you, it's as simple as, you know, I don't think that men like men at home that are champions and support hers they don't take off the hat and that you know support her hat going to the office or into the community to do the work they're the same person what really separates it is the environment enabling them to actually keep you know the championship and the allyship towards women so we want to really create um, an opportunity for men to be recognized as well um, because I think that we can't do that enough for women, but we also need to see the allyship there. So it's been very, very successful. I've had such great feedback, um, especially from, you know, the 5%, you know, the women in the top leadership roles. They're like, thank you for doing this because I always felt really uncomfortable. Like I actually have great relationships and I've had great mentors and sponsors and I wouldn't be here without them. So now is the time to really, you know, for men and women to work together. And, you know, I'm, I'm such a firm believer in if you uh, want to champion anything, if you want to be a leader, if you want to make change in the world, you cannot do that by tearing other people down, tearing other people down based on their gender, tearing them down based on your perception that they're in the way of your goals, tearing them down because you don't like them. I just, I'm, I'm, I never want to tear another person down to get where I want. And that includes, you know, uh, that includes men. And, you know, the lots of men I don't like, but I'm not going to tear them down. I'm just going to show them with good examples and good leaders uh, and that I celebrate that are men what they should be instead. 
Yeah, and I, I honestly, I'm really excited. Every year it's been growing. Um, and I've had conversations with the men that are completely overwhelmed. They're like so excited to be acknowledged as a champion for women. They're proud. They have daughters. They have wives. They have, you know, they mentor. They love to see women rise in leadership because they know they bring so much value to the table in their organizations. They know the value that they bring. And so they encourage that. And I think that the more that we open up the door and allow our male champions to number one, there's a lot. I mean, that just needs some support. They need the awareness. They need to know how to support. So we, you know, built a certification program, um, you know, and that, that logo enables that individual to separate them from everybody else. Like I get you, I, I'm here to support you. Right. And um, I'm a champion. So I think that's really important as well as it's, you know, providing the tools and resources so that, you know, we can all learn. And I think that's probably the biggest thing, learn and continue the conversation. Now, I know the nominations for the 2021 Women of Inspiration Awards and Support Her Awards just closed. Um, when can people start nominating for 2022? Today. Yes. <laughs> Today, um, to be honest with you, Kyla, um, I made the decision to open nominations 365 days a year. I really had a problem with, you know, it takes to nominate somebody. It takes a bit of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could say, you know, I want to nominate somebody, but the deadline is open. What? January 1st. I might forget about that January 1st. That person might've made an impact to me today. And I want to take action today. So I made sure that we opened up nominations 365 days a year. Um, and then of course, you know, we do have to have a diet, um, a deadline for nomination packages because there's a package and a notification that goes out to the nominee, but there's no reason why we um, can't keep those nominations open 365 days a year to make it easy because we can't celebrate people enough. So um, those are open all, all 365 days on the website. If you are listening and you know a woman or a support her that you want to nominate, um, then get over to the website and submit your nomination now. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't wait. And I have got to say that there's such a growth, um, you know, the valid, when somebody values your contribution, I don't know that we have enough of that. And I think that is what inspires others to step into their own leadership more, right? Um, when somebody says you're doing a great job, um, sometimes those days help you get through, you know, the next challenge or the next hurdle, right? Elevating your leadership almost helps you kind of like give back and says, oh, I have value to share. So then you end up having more people that are willing to share because, you know, they sometimes they go unnoticed. And a lot of times, actually, let me say that a lot of times, you know, leadership goes unnoticed. And so it is really important part of um, validating success. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to share with our listeners before I let you go? Well, I would just like, again, to say, watch out for the roadshow coming across Canada in September. Um, we've got, oh, did I show you the bumper stickers yet? Yes. <laughs> Super excited because I want everybody to play a role as a supporter. So like we have lots of really interesting things. And of course, if you are a business, do you know a business? Um, I would love to chat with you because we have a great sponsorship package um, to get involved. And I think that's what we need to inspire hope is actually take action 
and find a way of committing to diversity and inclusion, be visible, support her. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Monica, for joining me. And uh, like I said, if you're listening and you're supportive, go become a sponsor if you have the capacity to do that. Order a bumper sticker if you have the capacity to do that. And if you don't have the capacity to do any of those things, nominate a woman that you know for a Woman of Inspiration Award, because that's as important a way to get involved as anything else. And show up to the roadshow when it comes to your city. Absolutely. And Kyla, I just want to thank you for all that you do. Um, you know, it's usually the person behind the scenes that takes the opportunities and time to actually share the messages. So I really appreciate your support. And I'm, once again, a huge fan of everything that you stand for. Um, you're, you're a true leader, and I am excited to have you part of the 100 Women of Inspiration book. And you are going to be in in Vancouver. So for all of your followers, now's the time that she can sign a copy of that book for you. Sure. <laughs> I'm very shy. I know you are. That's okay. You'll be in good company. I promise. <laughs> ridiculous driver of the week it's time for the ridiculous driver of the week and this one is like straight to my heart some of my favorite ridiculous drivers are drivers who are arrested after they do hilarious things while drinking and driving or are wearing hilarious like drinking and driving related t-shirts while they're arrested for drinking and driving or are doing ridiculous live stream stunts while drinking and driving this person um I guess, lived up to her namesake. So this, of course, took place in Florida, where a woman named Kanisha Booze was arrested for impaired driving. I mean, how can it get, like, more perfect than that? Also, like, how are you ever going to get an unbiased jury? Because the entire trial, they're going to hear Miss Booze this, Miss Booze that, and they're definitely going to think that she was, you know, drunk. It's going to be, like, a subconscious thing. Um, but she was arrested for drunk driving, and it wasn't just, like, a regular old traffic stop turned out that the officer detected symptoms of impairment. Nope. She smashed into a Taco Bell sign and then fled the scene. Uh, which also um, cracks me up because I love any impaired driving incident uh, that takes place in the drive through or parking lot of a fast food restaurant. So Miss Booze uh, ultimately arrested for impaired driving after fleeing the scene. Uh, spotted uh, speeding through red lights uh, near the restaurant. Uh, the police stopped her, determined that she had uh, um, wobbly balance, uh, that she had bloodshot, watery eyes, a dazed and blank expression on her face, and an odor of an alcoholic beverage on her breath. Um, in the U.S., in Florida, where she uh, was arrested, you can refuse to provide breath samples, which she did. Um, and apparently this woman has had seven, um, uh, seven convictions for driving without a license. Um, so somebody who has some experience with some bad driving. But I would offer this advice to anybody out there who is um, considering drinking and then getting behind the wheel of a car. If your last name is Booze or anything similar to that, think twice because you will make the news. 
And that's our podcast. So if you have any questions about any driving law related issues or need to reach us for any reason, you can find us online at vancouvercriminallaw.com or give us a call at 604-685-8889 and uh, we will be happy to help you.